Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 358th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsports, one word, dot com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from the past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is hands down covering the Travelers Championship at TPC River Highlands near Hartford, Connecticut. And it was turned into an electric Sunday yesterday, uh, especially on the back nine as Native New Englander Keegan Bradley ended up shaving five strokes off what would began as a six-shot deficit uh, on the back nine yesterday, and finally he succumbed to the eventual champion, Ches Rivi, on the 17th hole when uh, Keegan double bogeyed it after having a spectacular run of birdies on the back nine to close within one shot. And on that same 17th hole, Ches Reeve birdied it. So suddenly what was a one-shot lead pared down from a six-shot lead to begin the day was uh, suddenly back up there to a four-shot lead with only the 18th left to play. So... It was just spectacular theater, again, to have uh, New England's own Keegan Bradley in Connecticut making a charge on the back nine. As we all remember, he is a major winner, having uh, won the PGA a few years back. And Ches Rivi, who hadn't won in what seemed like forever, a couple of years, battling back from injuries. They were playing together in the final pair- pairing. And all of a sudden, uh, I was right there on the on the ninth hole as they uh, headed to the back nine. And little did we know when they teed off on the tenth, what was about to unfold, and you could hear the cheers uh, everywhere throughout the golf course. You knew you knew something was happening, and it was that just that rare, rare time on a PGA at a PGA tour event when uh, electricity is just flowing through the air and it you know had a little extra given again a New England native playing in Connecticut had a chance to pull off what could have been one of the all-time great comebacks uh, but Ches Reeve stood tall when he had to stand tall on the 17th and he went into the 
round with a six-shot lead based on his record back nine on Saturday. And when he just pulled away from the field and fascinating in that, you know, although uh, all he needed to really do was shoot par golf, which is basically exactly what he did, certainly in the early going yesterday. Well, uh, Keegan uh, had to make up ground, had to go for birdies, had to go low. And he waited till uh, as long as he could wait because it didn't really get going until the 10th. And uh, and then he just went on just a spectacular run over the next six holes. And uh, it was just, again, fabulous, fabulous theater. Uh, everybody checking the scoreboard. Perfect weather in New England for Saturday and Sunday, especially yesterday. After uh, pretty shaky weather on Thursday and Friday. But, uh, but it was well worth the wait. Uh, as always, the Travelers Championship has been voted the player's choice the last couple years in a row, 2017-2018, which basically says it's their favorite tournament of the year as players to participate in, and uh, certainly saw nothing that would change that for this year as well, and New Englanders turned out in absolute droves over the weekend, and really just created an absolutely electric atmosphere, nothing more so than the 18th amphitheater green, uh, where it's built at the bottom of just this uh, horseshoe-shaped hill, and it's just a spectacular setting to end a golf tournament. We all re- And they've had some great endings. We all remember Jordan Spieth, in sudden death, chipping in out of the sand where he threw his club and did uh, a high five and more with his, with his caddy, Michael. And that was just one of many fantastic finishes that we've seen there. So it was really just uh, truly, truly special stuff. Of course, there was such anticipation for the way it was shaping up that that 18th green was indeed going to be where the tournament would be decided and I can only imagine what it would have been like Uh, but again the wheels came off for Keegan Uh, it's tough to just continue to fight that uphill battle hole in hole out all day long and finally it caught up to him at the 17th and again to uh, Ches Reeves credit he stood tall he birdied at the same time Keegan was double bogeying and that was that. So he had a triumphant walk up the 18th fairway. Massive, massive crowd. So really just, uh, you know, just terrific stuff all weekend long, all week long. And certainly uh, culminating yesterday. And Jez Reavy got the, uh, you know, got the triumphant applause an acknowledgement that he deserved. And Keegan also was uh, greeted warmly by the massive crowd uh, for what he had done, uh, creating that excitement for basically the better part of two hours on the back nine that just literally lit up the entire, uh, the entire golf course. So it was just fantastic. And then at the end, Chris Berman, 
who participated in the Celebrity Pro-Am. Chris needs no introduction given his fabulous ESPN career. He was the uh, master of ceremonies for the post-tournament award ceremony on that same 18th green and did a great job, uh, as always. So it was really uh, just terrific to be in attendance, to cover it. Went to all the post-game interviews, both at the clubhouse and in the media room afterwards. And Ches Revy is just a class act, first class. Could not have been more impressed. Uh, and same with Keegan in defeat. Uh, he basically said it was one of the thrills of a lifetime to make a charge like that on a as a na- native New Englander on a New England course with the crowd just... Uh, vociferously behind him was uh, uh, maybe the thrill of his golfing career this side of a Ryder Cup. It's the only thing he said he could compare it to. So uh, it was pretty cool. And my bizarre story of the week is that indeed that three-shot swing on the 17th. Again, uh, Keegan came from so far back and, you know, was just right at the precipice. Everybody, everybody was just anticipating he would at minimum, go into the 18th with uh, just down one stroke and see what happens there or potentially tying it on the 17th. And that's what we love about sports. You never know. Instead, what started out, they teed off on the 17th. He's down one. Uh, uh, next thing you know, the 17th is over and Ches Revy is up four. And that was that. So it was really, really quite bizarre to witness uh, it was the last thing anybody saw coming, given uh, how far he had come in such a short time, uh, down so many to start the back nine. But, again, that's golf, that's sports. And Keegan really understood that. And Ches Revis, an interesting story, had serious wrist injury, talked about basically being unable to do anything, anything, but basically sit on the couch, couldn't even touch a club for six months, and uh, so a deserving winner, again, class act. Couldn't have been more impressed with him uh, in his post-tournament press conferences, both on the green with Chris Berman, uh, around the clubhouse immediately following, uh, with his jubilant uh, supporters, family, friends, what have you, and uh and so it was just great. And then, of course, in the media room afterwards, very patient, very excited, really detailing his uh, his fascinating history. So good for him. And uh, uh, he's, he's now on the Traveler's Wall of Fame. And his name is engraved on the trophy with the likes of, as Chris Berman read, Arnold Palmer, uh, need we say more. And my lowlight of the week is that UConn is seemingly leaving the American Athletic Conference to join the Big East Conference. Just shocking news. Uh, As you all know, I've covered the American Athletic Conference since its inception, and it has just been uh, tremendous to watch it grow and be right there alongside it and UConn to say was a charter member is an understatement and uh, 
to actually be in Connecticut for this breaking news. I can't begin to describe what a massive, massive story it was down there, and it is everywhere. Haven't seen a lot of conference change in recent years. Again, between UConn men's and women's basketball, uh, a charter member, a foundational member of the AAC, and uh, so the, we're, we're definitely appear to be talking about the basketball joining the Big East, who's known as really a basketball conference. The football program still remains kind of up in the air where that might head. I've heard talk of an independent. Maybe there's another conference. Who knows? But it is uh, certainly something that uh, is just a shocker, again, to be in Connecticut as this news was unfolding was really uh, amazing. So we shall see how it all uh, how it all pans out. But uh, big story. I mean, needless to say, uh, the AAC is far flung. Florida, Texas, Memphis, Tulsa. Uh, you know, members everywhere. Navy, um, but they're based in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, a mere forty minutes from where I'm standing. UConn, of course, is right up here in the. New England area, so uh, there was a certain uh, closeness uh, geographically and beyond, and again, UConn winning national championships in both men's and women's basketball really helped uh, raise the profile of the AAC in the early years, and now it looks like they're leaving, so again, just shocking, shocking stuff, and we shall see how it all pans out, but uh Again, could not have been more surprised. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And... Technical difficulties, so no AP Studham quite yet. Hopefully, we'll sort them out and he'll be able to call. But in the meantime, still lots of other sports things to talk about. Uh, one would be last week's uh, announcement that the Tampa Bay Rays and the Montreal Expos, as it were. I don't know if they'd still be called the Expos, but they're... There was a proposal floated out there where they would basically have a split season where early ga- games early in the year would be played at Tampa Bay at the Trop- Tropicana Field. And then uh, starting in the summer or whatever, they would be uh, played up in Montreal. So uh must say pretty bizarre proposal. Uh, it seems to be getting a lot of pushback. Um, so it's really a vexing situation down there in Tampa. Um, obviously the Expos were the Expos and they became the Washington Nationals. Um, since then it appears there's a gigantic groundswell of support up in Montreal to get a major league baseball team again, Tampa Bay, uh, Again, their stadium hurts them. They're a very competitive team, yet uh, they just do not get the crowds, uh, spend a lot of time down on the Gulf Coast of Florida, and uh, they seem to get a lot of attention, Uh, sports talk radio, that type of thing, Uh, given the uh, elderly uh, population down there, a lot of them grew up. kind of old school, listening to baseball on the radio, what have you. So there's a, a, a pretty deep uh, fan base, but a lot of them don't necessarily go to the games. Uh, the Trop is uh, not endearing, not the best place to see a game. Uh, it's very tricky. I, I understand the heat aspect of Florida in the same light. There is something to be said for uh, who wants to sit inside if you're in Florida, especially in that uh, ancient building? Uh, what now seems ancient. I can remember when it was uh, state of the art. But 
again, just a crazy, crazy situation. I don't know how they would work it out. There seems to be more negative than positive reaction to it. Um, and don't get me wrong, I like the idea of, uh, of you know, baseball back in Montreal. But I more so like the idea of uh, baseball staying in Tampa, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, so we will see uh, how it all turns out. It is a um, revolutionary type of proposal. I don't know that it's ever been done before. The only thing I can even think of that's close is uh, Buffalo Bills played a couple of home games up in Toronto uh, not all that long ago. Uh, But baseball is a little different from football, uh, scheduling-wise and beyond. So... uh, so we shall see how it all pans out. Uh, we haven't heard the last of this. I think this is going to kick around for a while, and I'm sure the Tampa Bay fans uh, bristled when they first heard the uh, idea floated in the same light. Uh, whatever it takes to save that team and make sure they stay at least part of the time in Tampa. Uh, I find it fascinating. Um, what will happen there, and if it does happen, what it could mean going forward. What appears that uh, our uh, difficulties have solved themselves with AP Stedham. So why don't we go to our break now, and AP Stedham uh, will be joining us after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And on the line with us now is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, lots going on. I, I, of course, spent the weekend down in your old stomping grounds, the weekend and really the week, uh, covering the Travelers Championship in Cromwell, Connecticut, uh, a mere stone's throw from your hometown and uh, or, or the town you lived in for many years and uh, in Connecticut. And... Yes, so it was great, AP. We missed you down there. It's, it was a great tournament, as always. Yes, yeah, the most well-run tournament, and that's been voted on by the golfers themselves, I believe. Correct. And it has that tremendous 18th hole with a, with a theater-like approach on the 18th. Uh, to end the day on Sunday, and they get a big round of applause, and I think you could fit about 40,000 people in that bowl-like situation. Yes, and it was... Packed beyond belief yesterday, uh, as I'm sure you know, Keegan Bradley was down six shots to his playing partner in the final pairing, Ches Reeve, and Keegan got it going on the uh, on the back nine, closed it within one shot uh, at 17th. The place was going crazy because Ke- Keegan, of course, is a native New Englander and a major winner at that, and. Uh, and then it all uh, came apart on the 17th. He, again, started the 17th down one stroke. He had made up five shots. And then, uh, so everybody, you talk about the amphitheater. I was right there uh, looking for what could be an all-time finish. Native New Englander playing in Connecticut. Uh, the place was going crazy uh, as he, you know, got four bar- four birdies on the back nine. And, uh then it all fell apart, AP, and Keegan double bogeyed the 17th. Ches Reeve birdied it, and suddenly, uh, what was a one-stroke lead when they teed off the 17th? It was suddenly a four-shot lead, and Ches Reeve could uh, breathe easy walking up the 18th, which again was so packed because I and, and thousands of others were anticipating a spectacular dramatic ending shaping up for the 18th but 
didn't turn out that way, but it still turned out to be, uh, you know, a great afternoon, great tournament as always. And, you know, again, Keegan's performance on the back nine just lit up the place, and it was just great to see. Yeah, he cruised to victory and had a big turnout, and the Travelers has that reputation among the young golfers when they invite somebody, they they have the exception to play in that tournament, and yep. that's what leads to the loyalty down the road for these younger players that are very successful um, as they continue their career. So that's a strategy that sets them apart, I think. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, they do get a loyalty. Let's keep in mind that uh, this occurs the uh, immediately following <clears throat> the U.S. Open, one of the big majors, obviously. And <clears throat> yet they had five of the top ten players in the world there, featuring none other than Brooks Kepka, fresh off his uh, near miss out of Pebble last week. And then, you know, for them to fly across country – uh, to participate in the Travelers is just a testament to how highly uh, they, they think of it. And, uh, you know, Jordan Spieth and Phil Mickelson were also there flying cross-country. Uh, unfortunately, neither of them made the cut. But we also had, you know, Francisco Molinari, Bubba Watson, two-time champion, I believe, uh, Justin Thomas, Bryson DeChambeau. So big names all around but yet there always seems to be some fresh new names as well and yeah there was uh an alabama golfer was guy from birmingham was making some noise early in the tournament so that was kind of cool um and actually yeah he, he was holding the lead uh you know for a fair amount of it uh so yeah it was it was just again the usual uh Usual, just you know, perfect tournament. Uh, by the way, the Alabama native from Birmingham, I believe, Zach Sucher, S U C H E R. So yeah, he made had, had quite a presence. But again, the wheels came off for him with uh, with a couple of bad holes on Saturday uh, on the back nine. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That golf will humanize you when you think <clears throat> yeah. you're on top of that game. Indeed, it will. No doubt about that. And uh, but AP, yes. Uh, again, rest assured, it's as good as it always was, and in fact, it just gets better every year. So I basically lived down there for the better part of three, four days, and so it was awesome. And weather was a little shaky early, but then Saturday and Sunday were Chamber of Commerce weather days, especially yesterday. So it was just perfect and just fabulous as always. Yeah, I always love going to that tournament, John, because the media was well-treated, and um, you can walk around that course and have the liberty to uh, be amongst the, the shots that are being made, and the crowd oh, yeah. is terrific all week, and uh, the food is good, and uh, plenty of parking, and normally the weather's good. Normally it's, it's pretty, every day is, is uh, sunshine, but occasional rain. Yeah, well... If you had to pick it, you know, if you're going to have some rain, have it on the first couple days. Uh, yet, to attest another testament to the travelers, there was no delays whatsoever. I mean, everything went off as scheduled, so they squeezed in the golf despite uh, the less than perfect weather. But then Saturday and Sunday were perfect. And AP, speaking of Connecticut, 
it was amazing to be down there because in addition to the amazing golf I was witnessing, uh, the news broke that UConn, uh, as in the ultimate basketball blue blood, is considering leaving the American Athletic Conference, conference you and I know well. We've covered it since day one. Uh, and it was just an absolute shocker. It was the talk of the tournament. I mean, I was literally in the belly of the beast. And uh, UConn, uh, according to all the reports, is looking to move to the Big East for basketball. That's where they used to be, the old Big East. Uh, and, you know, their men's and women's basketball programs are national champions, as we all know, recently. Uh, major impact for the AAC with them being national championships in both men's and women's. Uh, but, you know, the Big East is a basketball you know, rich uh, league. The football team status is uncertain at this point. They may go independent, perhaps join another conference, but AP, seismic news. We, you know, it's been a while since we had any conference shakeups, it seems, and, uh, you know, given what went on a few years ago, but nothing hits home like this one, AP. You know it well. Yeah, you know, UConn's basketball program has always been, uh, at the forefront of any decision they made, I think most of the people in the state don't realize that football has so much more money if you get in the right conference. But they right. were trying to hold on to that basketball, and they weren't sure what to do. And the land of steady habits really got in the way of their decisions years ago when they had a chance maybe to be part of the ACC. And then they had the feud with Boston College. That didn't help because they were one of the members probably uh, voting against them to be a part of that conference. So it's been a little bit complicated through the years. And the men's basketball has really been prevalent, uh, you know, the winning championships. And the football team, I think it was nine or ten years ago, they were in the Fiesta Bowl, John. Just think about that. How many schools never have been to a major bowl, a major bowl? And UConn football has been to a major bowl. Right, recently, and under Coach Randy Edsel, who left, right. went to the University of Maryland after the Fiesta Bowl, and uh, I think immediately after the Fiesta Bowl, and then, uh, yeah, he, you know, yeah, returned a couple years ago. He, yeah, he didn't come back with the team. He went to his dream job, which is Maryland. He was from the state of Pennsylvania, southern, southern uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, and so he went to Maryland, his dream school. It didn't work out. It had some issues down there. But you kind of seems like they're waving the white flag on football. I don't know how. I mean, it's really kind of sad if they disband the program because they had some level of success. I mean, right. and you, so you're down a few years. Nobody has figured out the, the new formula. Even Coach Edsel, he came back. I mean, I thought that was a little bit strange when right. he came back. I don't I know agree. if you did, but I, I thought it was. Oh, I did. They of could course. have gone with somebody else and you know try to revive the program. I mean, Pittsburgh did what Johnny Majors. It didn't happen. Uh, there's been some other schools. Uh, Coach Snyder at Kansas State came back. It's never been the same. Uh, even Mike Riley, I think, at Oregon State a couple of times. Those are the ones at the top of my head that I recall. But UConn basketball, and people didn't accept this notion that they can, they can never make as much money as football. There's no way. Exactly. No matter how good they are. And, again, I'm coming down, you know, I-84, <laughs> from Massachusetts into Connecticut, and there's just massive signs of all the championships the two teams have won, the men's team and the women's team. Uh, just you know, Jim Calhoun, 
legendary coach, played in uh, the Celebrity Pro-Am at Travelers, as did uh, one of Gino Ariyama's assistants, uh, on and on and on. I mean, the connections are just so interwoven. Um, it's a real source of pride for the state of Connecticut, their basketball team. And yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and I'm with you on the, I mean, you and I were at the Michigan Connecticut game at Rensselaer Field uh, yeah. in East Hartford, uh, probably a half an hour or so from the campus itself, uh, but nonetheless in a big city. That was special stuff that day, to say the least. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Yeah, they were headed halftime. I mean, John, this is a program that beat Notre Dame in South Bend. Correct. Correct. And you said it perfectly. I mean, their shining moment was, of course, the Fiesta Bowl. Um, You know, major, major bowl, to put it mildly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, with Randy Edsel, I was surprised, too. I mean, clearly, obviously, they were trying to recreate the magic that he created before he left went to Maryland, uh, but, you know, the magic he created by going to the Fiesta Bowl. But the program has just uh, leveled off since then. Uh, but, yeah, you, what you said about the white flag is is probably true. Um, the UConn men, by the way, you know, have not achieved in recent years the level of success that they're used to, and that, that means winning a national championship. And then, obviously, the women's team uh just speaks for itself uh legendary uh, as is and their coach gino ariama legendary um so it's just going to be you know i if there i haven't seen any official announcements ap from either the aac or yukon uh but boy it's going to be fascinating if and when they come which could be today yeah john i mean you need some excellent leadership at this point. I mean, that ship is is in uh, stormy weather right now. Yes, and it is. To lose the football program, if they go to be an independent, I don't know how it serves the purpose. It's better to be part of a league where you have a chance at a bowl game if you reach a certain level. And just because you had some uh, difficult seasons, I wouldn't surrender. I mean, last year, I guess they were one of the worst, if not the worst, in FBS uh, football. But nine years ago, somebody was able to get it done. Correct. Now, you know, they try to bring back the same person, but I still think you have a decent stadium. Uh, I mean, when Boise State can win games and beat big teams, and it, it can happen. But you have to have the leadership. And then you have to have someone who knows how to recruit all around the country because you can obviously doesn't have enough Division One players, FBS, FBS-level type players, and you can, you can build a program. But... You have to have some patience and some faith and a commitment to the game. But as I said, the basketball clouded, always clouded their decisions. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In a weird way, AP, it's almost the, the reverse of what I grew up with. And we all know uh, how you know the college landscape changed, which, of course, I grew up with Penn State football. And the basketball team was always the weak sister. And it all played out uh, where, you know, apparently, um, you know, they wanted to form a league, an Eastern League. It was always, there was no real league. It was always like playing for the Lambert Trophy. But then when that happened, uh, you know, there was not winning the basketball team, winning the football team. And Joe Paterno 
uh, rightly or wrongly, made one of the most biggest decisions of all time. People tend to forget this. It was Penn State who started the conference thing <laughs> by uh, by going to the Big Ten, which the news doesn't get any bigger than that was. No, uh, back no. in the day, and, Pete, to say the no, least. He made the right so he made the right selection, and he yes, could he did. not could not form a league no matter how many times he tried to appeal to Correct. the West Virginias, the Syracuse, Syracuse, the Pittsburgh, all these different teams in the East to form right. a league. And, and he, was, he was right in trying to, uh, to do that, but basketball got in the way of all those schools, I think. Yeah, and it's been quite a ride, and here, and here we are again, AP. You know, the, again, it's really been quiet on the conference upheaval front for like a couple years now it seems but boy this just like brings it all right back uh well ap uh we're here at our break uh we still have a few more things to get to uh which we'll do on the other side and uh we'll go over it after the break Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, 
Welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the College Baseball World Series, Michigan versus Vanderbilt. Uh, spent some time out in Omaha a while back, and it feels like the entire town, sports-wise, is built around the College World Series. To say they have it down uh, would be an understatement. It's literally the lifeblood of the city. It's Many media members uh, say it's the best thing in sports to cover. And AP, when I was out there, I you know walked all around TD Ameritrade, uh, stadium which was is rather new give it, compared with their legendary old stadium uh but it's a great take out there uh you, you know and again it's the the centerpiece when you drive into omaha from the airport whatever the, the first thing you see and you notice is like the college baseball world series stadium it's uh it's cool they do a great job out there to say the least yeah, that uh, Omaha, they really have a beautiful stadium, and they beautiful. welcome the teams, and they're the, they're the stars of the town during that time, and, and I think the College World Series is really gaining traction, John. Yes, yes. I, I think it's it become an important part for people who follow their teams. I mean, a school like Vanderbilt can win a championship in baseball. They have the 11.7 scholarships, which is another issue that they should address. It, they really mistreat that sport. With 11.7 scholarships that are available, I mean, there needs to be 2025 because all these power schools can afford that many. And it would change the dynamics of the sport. You would see more minorities, uh, more people of color, I'm sure, and people who are, who are disadvantaged. I mean, whatever their color is, uh, would be able to play this sport and it would improve. No doubt about it, AP. It's, uh, it's you know, just a fascinating, uh, you know, dynamic but it's clearly growing uh, in recent years. Uh, and again, it's really just foundational in the city of Omaha. It's, and they have it down like, you know, just like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's like they just all year long are, you know, planning this. And, you know, a ton of teams come in. This is no easy chore. You have a ton of teams coming in from all over the country and, of course, all their fans and everybody just loves it, including the media. Uh, that's when it first got on my radar where, again, fellow media members whose opinion I respect said it's the best thing that they cover all year. And these are people who cover, you know, everything from the Super Bowl to the Masters. <laughs> right, so right. that always stuck with me, um, you know, to say the least. Uh these are the same people, especially New England-based AP, who always said that Toronto is uh, the best city. And therefore, you know, a lot of people in Boston would root for the Blue Jays, uh, you know, to play the Red Sox in the postseason or uh, the Maple Leafs to play the, uh, the Bruins, on and on and on, because people just love to go to Toronto. And I think that was borne out in the last number of weeks uh, as we saw Toronto celebrate uh, like never before, winning the NBA title, the Raptors. So, but AP, let's. So yeah, so yeah, Omaha and you know, 
college sports, you know, we were talking AP and it's tough to let the subject go with, uh, you know, with UConn. Um, it's just so tricky. I'm, I'm just scrolling through some headlines and I'm, you know, seeing a lot of sentiment that, you know, just says, you know, they're a basketball school. They belong in the Big East. There is something to be said for that. They were, you know, a, ch- a charter member back in the day of the Big East. They were good, but not not as good as they became, shall we say. But there was nothing no, like no, the old those, Big East. No, but those schools were all one-trick ponies, basketball. Correct. And UConn had, had an advantage, I mean, by participating in the Fiesta Bowl and and, uh, you know, they have the women's basketball. So those schools, I mean, you take somebody like St. John's, it was men's basketball. There was no other thing. I mean, as many, many years ago, they had a decent baseball team with some pitchers, you know, Frank Viola, and I forgot who else was there. But uh, UConn had more than those schools. Right. I mean, Villanova. Is there any better example, given they've won two national championships in recent years than Villanova? Right. Uh, right. I don't, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean. I think of Villanova, of course, their football program, which was, uh, I think for a time, it might have been club, if not disbanded. But, of course, they sent people like Howie Long to the NFL. But back to football in UConn, they sent, you know, players to the pros, to the NFL. Yeah, they have players in the pros, yeah. Who's their safety good player for the uh, Brian Byron Jones, I think it is? Right, um, right. He, he was the outstanding athlete at the Combine. A few years exactly back, right. drafted by Dallas, he, number one. Yeah, he was the guy that burst on the scene. Um, there's somebody every year that bursts on the scene at the Combine, and he was that guy a few years ago. And he's had a nice career so far with, uh, you know, with the Cowboys, to say the least. Starter and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating to watch, to say the least. No, and there have been programs who have been down through the years. I'm not equating UConn to a program like Stanford, but look at look at the Cardinals before Jim Harbaugh uh, was there, and he revived the program. And I mean, they were uh, 40-point underdogs to University of Southern California, and then they ended up beating University of Southern California a few years after Jim Harbaugh was on the scene. So you shouldn't apologize for the down years. You had some good years. So when a coach is looking, if you can win, uh, he'll have to have a plan, of course, but it has been done at UConn. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Again, you know, when I, when I think of uh, UConn, I can't help but think of, uh, you know, that, that Michigan game. I mean, that was, I think, probably the all-time biggest home game they've ever had. Michigan is Michigan, the winningest college football program of all time. So it's uh, it was just amazing, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, yeah, John, they're on the schedule to play Clemson. Right, right. That's so, right. you know, that decision was made maybe it was a couple of years ago, but something happened in this past couple of seasons that they decided we're going to make a, a move with our basketball program and not really consider our football program. It does appear to be that way, AP. Um, I know. I know. It's just, uh, you know, shocking to see how it will all unfold. And if you go to the AAC end of it now, we have uh, – and by the way, the player I mentioned earlier from UConn was Byron Jones. And I remember yeah, I, went to his, I went to his pro day, AP. Uh, right. Right. He burst on the scene at the Combine, but then I went to UConn for his pro day. Yeah. 
and basically every team in the league, you know, had representatives there. It was big time. That's my point. Yeah. It was a really cool Bill pro Belichick day. Bill comes by. I know that. I've been to that. I've been to UConn's pro day. He comes by. Bill Belichick. Exactly right. Yes. Given the local nature of things. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's really a confusing and crazy issue. I think, again, I just checked. I didn't see any official comment from anybody. I'm on their email list, certainly the AAC. I would be getting an email if they indeed comment on it. But AP, I got to think uh, uh, a lot of people had busy weekends, and they, they probably weren't able to attend the Travelers because of this. <laughs> um, I can only imagine uh, what was going on yeah. all weekend long and still, still so now, I'm guessing. As they yeah, they're trying diligently to sort this pursuing thing out. that story. Yeah, there's no, there's no question. They're busy. They're trying to can, uh, figure out what's going to happen in the future and surprised at the decision to some degree, I'm sure. And uh, UConn, you know, they enjoy their sports, but now they have to come up with a, uh, you know, the seminal mo- moment in the program, like it was when they uh, went to the Fiesta Bowl, when they went to the American Athletic Conference, and when they went to the Big East, all these things, there's another seminal moment in the program's history. Oh, no question. No question. There's also the little matter of like uh, $10 million, the figure I thought I saw, exit fee, a lot of financial ramifications, just on and on. All of a sudden, the AAC, who just got to 12 members when they added, you know, Navy uh, and whatnot, now they're down to could be down to eleven members, and that's uneven and not what anybody's looking for. Okay. Uh, they but they by the way just signed a big contract with uh, ESPN uh, for football coverage. So you, you know, um, yet another of many factors. ESPN, of course, based right in Connecticut, goes on and on and on. AP, but hard to believe we're at the end of the show. But boy, juicy subject, to say the least. Connecticut takes. Center stage from Travelers to UConn uh, for this weekend, no doubt about it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure some outside voices are trying to uh, sway the next path for UConn football, I'm sure. Yes, yes, and again, nothing's official that I've seen. I mean, these are still uh, multiple media reports, multiple, uh, just across the board, so everybody's accepting it as fact. So yes, we shall see how it all unfolds, but high drama, to say the least, yes. right here at the Northeast AP, <laughs> um, uh, our, our two of our local schools, shall we say, so uh, or local organizations. And uh, AP, thank you so much for calling in. Great job as always, and uh, see how it all unfolds down there in Connecticut. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, John. Really appreciate you having me on this show. Thank you again, and as always. Thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.